You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pei Shemesh Israel 5769, 2009. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Shlach. In the Parsha we find that Hashem, God tells Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, that he should send spies to the land of Israel before the Jews enter the land of Israel. And our Meforshim, the commentaries explain to us that in fact, the Jewish people themselves have been the, one to, the ones to request there be spies sent into the land of Israel, meaning it wasn't initiated by Moshe or by God himself, but rather by the Jewish people. And God's response was, if you want, you can send the spies. But of course, God knew that there would be a negative outcome of this story. Anyway, so the Torah tells us that the spies, there are 12 of them, one from each tribe. And so among those 12 spies, also there were two righteous spies, which were Yehoshua and Kalev, Joshua and Kalev. And so the spies, they seek out the land for 40 days. They go up and down, in and out, into all the different places. And only Kalev and Yoshua come back with a positive report. The other 10 spies, they have only negative things to say about the land of Israel. And unfortunately, the Jewish people listen to the negative report of the spies. And as a result of that, they start to cry. And our sages tell us that most interestingly, the day that this occurred, the day, the tragedy of the crying, for no reason, the Jewish people should have trusted in Hashem and God. But the day that that occurred actually occurred on Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av is the ninth day of Av, which is in another about month and a half, I'd say from now. And that day became a day of mourning for the Jewish people throughout history. It was a day that both temples, the first temple and the second temple, were destroyed. And it's a day that throughout our history became a day known for its tragedies. All this was a result of the sin of the spies. And God said, as a result of this sin, so the spies were in Israel for 40 days. They spent those 40 days looking at Israel in a negative light. And instead of allowing the Jewish people to enter into Israel, so there was a great sin that was the cause of this, which would prevent the Jewish people from entering into Israel. And therefore what happened was, that corresponding to each and every day that the spies were in the land of Israel, so those 40 days would give the Jewish people 40 years in the wilderness. Now there are many questions that beg for an answer in this story. And with Hashem's help, let's ask some of these questions. Let's try to understand the answer to these questions. The first question that we need to understand is when Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, sent the spies into Israel, he obviously had a positive reason for sending them into Israel, and he felt that it was important indeed that the spies indeed go in. So the question is, what was it that he intended that unfortunately the spies twisted and did something in their own way and brought back this negative report? What was Moshe Rabbeinu, what was his intention when he sent the spies? That's question number one. Another interesting point that bears mentioning is that we see that it only took 40 days for the spies to go throughout the entire land of Israel. Now that's an impossible feat because to actually traverse the entire land of Israel in 40 days, that's supernatural. Usually it would take much longer than that. However, God said that there's going to be a supernatural feat that they're going to be able to accomplish and they'll be able to see the entire land in 40 days. Now the question is, what is the significance of the fact that we find that it was indeed only 40 days and that they were able to accomplish this entire trip in 40 days. What's the significance of that? Another important point that connects to that is that we see that corresponding to those 40 days that they were going around and spying the land of Israel, corresponding to that, so there were 40 years that the Jewish people would wander in the wilderness. 
So question number one on this is, how is this midah keneged midah? The concept of measure for measure means that we always have that the punishment fits the crime. When you do something wrong, so you're going to get punished in a way that directly corresponds to what you've done wrong. And the concept is because in Judaism, so God is not an evil God who he wants to smack you because you've done something wrong, but rather the punishment that a person receives is actually the, the thing that he did itself. Meaning, when a person does an evil act, so the punishment is that he experiences is the effects of his evil act. So we always have it that it's midah connected, midah measure for measure. Precisely what you did is the punishment itself. So how does the 40 years that the Jewish people ended up being in the wilderness, how does it correspond to the 40 days? That doesn't seem to be fair. They did a sin for 40 days. So how is it that they are punished for 40 years? Another very interesting point that the commentaries tell us is that in fact, when did this story take place? It actually took place during the second year that the Jewish people were in the wilderness. So that means that when they were getting punished, when there was a 40-year period that was going to occur as a result of this sin, when would you think that it would get started from? When would it begin from? It would begin from this point. But in fact, the first year, even though they were standing in the second year, the first year was also included in the punishment. So what's the understanding of that? So the Mephorshim tells the commentaries say that in fact, this was just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Really, the original sin that would have caused them to remain in the wilderness for 40 years was the Misa Egel, was the sin of the golden calf. And that occurred during the first year, and therefore, when we count the 40 years, we count from the first year. Now the problem with this also is that the sin of the golden calf did not take place immediately at the very beginning of the Jews' journey through the wilderness, but rather, it took place at least 50 days in, actually 90 days in, after the time that they had left Mitzrayim, left, left Egypt. So the question is, what happens to the first 90 days? Why are they included in this cheshben, in this calculation? Another thing that bears mentioning at this point is the fact that we see that there was actually, just like in regards to the sin of the spies, so it actually occurred on the 40th day after they had left, which was Tisha B'Av, so too in regards to the sin of the golden calf, it was on the 40th day since Moshe Rabbeinu had gone up onto Har Sinai, onto Mount Sinai. Now it's a very interesting parallel, and it's an important parallel. We need to understand what is the significance of the fact that it, both of these sins happened on the 40th day. Now, another thing that we need to understand is that we see that there's a theme on this number 40 that keeps repeating itself over and over and over again. And it's interesting to note, and soon we'll begin to understand why this is so, but we see that the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu, that Moses was on Har Sinai, he was on Mount Sinai, so they began with a tremendous revelation. And that was the revelation at Har Sinai that the entire Jewish people saw and heard the voice of God, and he revealed to them the Ten Commandments, and they all heard it as one, and then Moshe Rabbeinu Moses goes up onto Har Sinai, onto Mount Sinai, and for 40 days he's receiving the Torah. Now one could ask, you know, why is it necessary to have these 40 days? Maybe he could get it all at once. Why is it necessary that there are 40 days? So we find the first hints to the answer to all of these questions in something that our sages tell us. And we need to understand something, because when our sages tell us something, we need to know that it's at the root of existence. They're telling us this information, they're coming at it from the root, from the prism through which God creates the world. And therefore, when we see it from the other side, from the side of science, as you'll soon see, and indeed the scientists have seen a similar concept, so when we see it from the side of science, we need to understand that the scientists are seeing it from the outside, and the Chazal, our sages, are actually seeing it from the inside. And the statement that our sages make is that for 40 days after the conception of a child, of a baby, of a fetus, only then is the gender of the child going to become clear.
This fact is confirmed by the scientists who say that indeed on the 40th day, so the gender of the child becomes clear. But we need to understand what is the significance of the fact that the gender becomes clear. What are our sages coming to teach us? And I think that there's a tremendous yesod, a tremendous foundational idea that we see here. And this idea is going to help us understand all of the other places that we see the number 40 and what the number 40 represents. And the idea is like this. As we know, so even though it only becomes clear on the 40th day what the gender of the child, the fetus, is going to be, however, at which point is it actually determined if it's going to be male or female? As we all know, at the point of conception. So at the point of conception, which occurred 40 days earlier, the information, the potential, is actually there. It's placed into that egg. And whether it's going to be male or female is determined then. But when does it become actualized? When does it become clear what was intended, so to speak, on that first day at conception becomes clear on the 40th day. Thus, on the 40th day, the 40th day always represents the first stage of actualization of potential. And I want to stress that whatever you see on the 40th day, whatever comes out on the 40th day always expresses what was there at the original point of conception. Now, let's talk about what's going on over here. Let's talk about our story. So the verses tell us that in regards to the Miraglim, the spies, so the verse says, At the end of the story, the Torah tells us, as they were about to come back to tell the Jewish people about their report, it says, they went and they came. And it only says this at the end. It's very interesting, because the Mephorshim, the commentaries explain, why does it say they went and they came? The reason is, because just like when they came back, it was clear that their intention was to say negative speech about the land of Israel. Actually, when they originally went as well, they also went with the intention to say negative speech about the Jewish people. Now, one can ask, why does it say this point over here? It should say at the very beginning that when they went, they were going to say negative things about the land of Israel. Why does it say specifically at the end, when they were coming and they were appearing to the Jewish people and saying the negative speech, why does it say it here? And the answer is, because it became clear at this point, at the very end, that their original intention was negative. And this is the concept of the number 40. The number 40, as we said, we have an expression at the end of 40 days, which is the time it takes to develop an idea to the point of fruition, such that we see at the end what was originally intended. And that's what the verses themselves are saying. Now, what was the original intention of Moshe Rabbeinu, of Moses? What did he want them to do? What did he want them to develop? So the Ramban explains, one of the great commentaries explains, that Actually, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted them to go into the land of Israel. And just like when a war is about to happen, so a nation is coming in to conquer another land, so what do they do? They send spies, and the purpose is, in order for them to seek out all the lands, to seek out all the streets, the byways, in order for the, for the spies to be able to lead the people, to be able to enter into the land, and to be able to have a clear sense of what's going on inside of this land. That was the intention at the beginning that Moshe Rabbeinu had. And they were supposed to actualize it by the end of the 40 days. However, when they got to the end of the 40 days, it was clear that their intention was no such thing, but rather it was a tremendously negative intention. Now let's look at the 40 days that we spoke about that started with the giving of the Torah and ended with the Maisa Egel, the sin of the golden calf. So originally there was 40 days, and that moment when the 40 days began, it was the giving over of the Torah, it was that tremendous connection between God and the Jewish people. And that was what was supposed to be developed over the next 40 days. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu Moses was on Harsina, on, on Mount Sinai for 40 days. He was developing, he was receiving the Torah that had been begun to be given at the beginning of those 40 days. Now what happens at the end of the 40 days? What was the tremendous sin, that tremendous transgression of the Jewish people by serving the golden calf, the tremendous transgression? 
transgression was that if they could sin on the 40th day with the Misa Egel, with the sin of the golden calf, that showed that there was something flawed at the very beginning in their relationship with God. That very beginning, which was supposed to develop the relationship that had been forged, that love between God and the Jewish people, which was supposed to develop into a tremendous love and tremendous commitment, it was flawed at the beginning. And that's how on the 40th day they could fall so far. Now, let's look at the 40 years that the Jews ended up wandering in the wilderness. Because on the surface, it seems like a horrible fate. The 40 days that they spent in the land of Israel, those spies, and they were going around searching out the land to find negative information about the land, the Jewish people were correspondingly punished, it seems. But the truth is, I believe that in fact, it was a tikkun. It was a rectification for this sin. And the tikkun, this rectification was an unbelievable idea that God had. Because at each of these points, there was something that was positive, that was supposed to be the moment of conception, if you will. And at the giving of the Torah, so that relationship that was forged was supposed to be developed over the next 40 days, but it failed. And when the Jews were to go into the land of Israel, those 12 spies, so over the next 40 days they were supposed to develop the ability to lead the Jewish people into the land of Israel. That was the goal. And each of these times there was a failure to be able to develop what was supposed to be developed. So what does God say? He says, there's a failure here. Let's see, how can we fix this failure? Instead of having these 40 days be the development of the relationship that we're trying to create, we have to do something else. We have to go back in time. We have to begin at the beginning of the 40 years. We have to transfer. Instead of it being 40 days, now it has to be 40 years. And it's not a punishment. It's a a rectification. This is the only way that we can get out of the problem that we've created. Because now, we've created a relationship. We've developed a negative aspect of the relationship between the Jewish people and God. So instead, we need to go back to the beginning of the relationship as it was being forged at the beginning of the 40 years. The exodus will be that beginning point. And instead of talking about days, now we're going to talk about years. And what we accomplish with this is that these little mistakes, so to speak, the 40-day developments that didn't work out so well, we can bypass those 40 days. And each of them can just be a little rut in our 40 years of trying to develop a relationship with God. And instead of each of these moments of beginning being the moment of beginning, the moment of beginning becomes the Exodus itself. And that's where the relationship of the, of the Jewish people is forged with God. And that's what's being developed over the next 40 years. And in fact, what do we find what happens at the end of those 40 years. What happens at the end of the 40 years is that the Jewish people actually enter into the land of Egypt. And unbelievably, just as at the beginning of the 40 years, the Jewish people, they went through the Yamsuf, the Sea of Reeds split for them. So too, at the end of the 40 years, the Yardin, the Jordan River, also split for them. That's what we see at the end of fulfillment, of bringing into fruition of the relationship that was forged at the beginning of the 40 years. So this way, by giving the Jews 40 years in the wilderness, God was in effect giving the Jews a second chance at coming around and developing the relationship as it was necessary to be developed. Now the message that I think that we can take home from this idea is that God loves us so much. He loves the Jewish people with all of His heart and with all of His soul. You know, if He expects us to love Him with all of our heart and all of our soul, obviously He loves us many, 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 many times more, infinite times more. So He loves us so much. He'll do whatever it takes. If we sin, He'll figure out a way that it can still be okay, that we can still develop our relationship with Him. And we have to know that that's true. We have to believe in ourselves and know that even when we do something wrong, we have to believe in God's ability to forgive. We have to believe in our ability to say that we're sorry when we do something wrong. 
We have to apologize to God. We have to express our remorse. We have to try our best to change our ways. And we have to know that no matter what we do, really, God wants us to come close to Him. He'll do whatever it takes in order for us to have that chance to come close to Him. And if we have this in mind, we realize this, so then God willing, with God's help, we'll all be able to constantly be on a path of growth, spiritual growth, connecting ourselves to God. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful Shabbos.